Sportscast with your host, Derek. E-Money. And Dave. E-Money, I see you're a little surprised that you're E-Money. Wow, D-Man, you are uh, pretty happy to see Why not? Why not? Phillies are winning. Eagles are winning. Yeah, baby. Even though the Phillies, they Uh have this amazing thing that baseball teams, I've never seen it. When they get the bases loaded, they crawl, crawl into a little ball. I'm telling you, they really poop the bed. They stink with the bases loaded. Absolutely stink. As you'd say, they stink on ice. On hot ice. Hot ice. Whatever that means. I'll explain it to you. Stinking on ice. Okay. So when you put fish on ice, they don't stink. So something that even stinks so bad that even when you put it on ice, it still smells. That's what means stinking on ice. But you're saying hot ice. Now, if it's hot, doesn't it melt? Well, I use the term hot ice because... Of the dry ice situation, which is even colder and would preserve it even better. See, I didn't know if you were... So hot ice would even be... Be hotter than dry ice. I, I thought it was and like... even colder in this respect. See, what I thought you were talking about was those icy hot patches. <laughs> no, not talking about icy hot patches. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They stink on hot ice. Yes, we're taking it to the extreme. They're definitely sleeping with the fishes. Yes. So things are good. Things are great. Hey, I'll tell you what, the Eagles look great. Eagles look, but let's not start with that. Let's great. start with the Phils. Let's start with the Phils. Let's start first. with the Phillies. Philadelphia Phillies are one and a half games out of first place, coming off a two-game doubleheader sweep. Of Come the, from behind in game one. Yes, that, that was, was very great. nice. Uh, Atlanta helped with that a little bit. Yes, they did. Of course, they they totally did. But teams that get to the playoffs have those little breaks that go for them. They do, and it kind of sent the tone for the second game, which they, the Phillies just rolled. Home runs, home runs, home runs in that second game. I was loving it. Are they going to win the 2006 National League wild card? I'm still saying yes. Yeah, I'll say yes, too. I'm saying yes, too. I'm saying yes, too. I think they're going to catch a groove. Even though tonight Moyer got rocked a little bit, letting up the dude's first home run of his career. He only had four RBIs all season, and he uh, almost doubled that with three tonight and one, one swing. Left that ball up. I'm excited about the Phillies. Like I said, we said last week it's a successful season because we're excited about the Phillies. We went actually went out to watch a Phillies game. We had to take a little drive to where we go off. Went to Attawack Jacks. Attawack Jacks in the Northeast for a good time, although it was rained out. So we didn't. We ended up watching the World Series of Poker and having some cool beer, listening to the good, good jukebox. Good, still a good time. Still a good time. We, we watched the World Series of Poker with no sound. Let me tell you, it's even more fun. <laughs> it is. It is even more fun. Because there's a lot of banter, people are talking. The guy with the shark, the little shark guy. Humberto Brennis. He's a crazy old bird, I'll tell you. He's a crazy old bird. But we had a lot of fun, but we went out to watch the Phillies game, but we ended up having to settle for a doubleheader yesterday, which they swept, which is nice. Sweet. That's last week you said you're excited because there's still meaningful baseball right now? I think it's a success because, yeah, and I'm definitely excited about it. Last year, was that a, a successful season? Yes. Okay, because remember, we didn't say they were done until the, September 28th. That's a very good point. Was this a successful season last year, even though they only missed it by one? I'm going to say no. Okay, but they had meaningful baseball in September. Right, but the reason why I'm saying no last year wasn't a success is because I had much more expectations for last year's okay. team that had Wagner, that had Abreu. Like, this is a bunch of – That had Tomei at the beginning of the had year. Had Tomei at the beginning of the year. This is a bunch of guys that were they were basically told that you, you stink and you're not going to do anything, so we're going to wait a couple of years, and obviously they responded. Okay. I couldn't be more happier, although I'm worried about Randy Wolf. You know, five runs in two innings last yesterday, that wasn't doing anybody any good for sure. Yeah, I like having I Jeff going done. on on the team. Yeah, well, I don't know if he's done. This is my problem with that. From what I understand, your arm gets stronger and you get better after Tommy John surgery, after every start, right? So if he's getting better, would you really want to get rid of him? But if he's getting better and he's only going, you went from five innings to four, four innings. innings yeah. Right. He's going to pitch next year for somebody. Would you... Do the do the Phillies need left-handed starting pitching? Everyone needs left-handed pitching. I agree, I agree. And you know, I honestly think if the Phillies make the playoffs, that Wolf is going to the bullpen. That I could definitely see that. So I mean, yeah, I think he'd be effective as well. So we'll see what's going on with Randy Wolf. I'm again, I'm jazzed about the Phillies. It's cool to watch baseball in September. Like right now, we, the Eagles were on last week, and I was I watched more Phillies game than I did Eagles game. So it was pretty wild. I uh, yeah, if, if if the Phillies were like, well, they're sixteen out of the NL East, but if they weren't in a wild card hunt, I wouldn't be watching baseball anymore. No, I wouldn't either. I'm I would just, I would just read the paper, see how they did, it, and say, oh, they stink. And right. when there's nothing on TV, well, even when there's on. nothing on TV, like tonight, I'd be watching West Virginia and Maryland. Well, like I said, when there's nothing on TV, that's a pretty good oh, okay, game. Right, there's so- Slayton. 
Yeah, like they it's say, nice to yeah. see um, Conwell Egan. A little Conwell Egan product. What's his first name? Steve. Steve, Steve Slayton. Slayton. And that's how he said he was supposed to play with the Terps. They gave him a, like, they withdrew his yeah, scholarship They gave offer. him a verbal yep. agreement. And then he was pretty angry about it. I read in today's Daily News, he just said, you know, just to come to show you that recruiting is nothing more than a meat market. Whatever they can get, they they decide to do. This guy, this time, Merlin said they had too many running backs that so they went for. They gave a scholarship away. They, this kid's dream is to get a scholarship, and they gave his scholarship away to an offensive lineman. And look, he's telling them to go f themselves. He had the first touchdown tonight. Uh, did he, he score had, tonight? I think he had the first touchdown. Very I'm nice. Sure. Line sixteen and a half. Yeah, you know why? It's because Steve, Steve Slayton, Slayton too. Of course, that's why. Absolutely. That's why I was throwing it in. Well, Kamal Egan, that's my alma mater. I'm the only Kamal Egan product here. Yeah. Okay, what's up? Come on, give me some, give me some good feedback about the Phillies. Talk to me, babies. Talk to me. I need something, or we're gonna move on. Well, you know what's what's crazy is the uh, the offensive power that you're you're watching. Although they do leave a lot of people stranded on base. Yeah, too many people are stranded on base. But small ball. Small ball. And exactly. I need to really talk about Pat Burrow here, man. You know, he's on the front page of the Daily News on Wednesday. Front page. Pat out of hell. Pat out of hell. That's what people, some people are saying, and we've talked to some people in the know. Yeah. That Pat is partying too much during the course of the season. That could be could be affecting his way at the plate. I don't necessarily know. We've talked to somebody in the scouting department of Philly. Inside information. And we've talked to somebody who's in the locker room every day. So... We heard that he, we understand that Pat is doing many things other than playing baseball. I mean, we, how many no. times do we wonder where his brain is? We always wonder where his brain what's is. What's going on between those ears? Uh, I don't know. Not much. I don't know what's going on between those ears. But let's run down. Let's run down what's going on in Pat Burrell's batting history over the past couple weeks. Yeah, let's do that. It is um, whoever and people need to know this because that this is why we're calling this guy out. I know he's your favorite player, E Money, but again, let me, hey, F, I can't there, now the, in, de, in my defense, okay. There's no way to defend the season that man is having. I understand that. So that I'm not behind or, him at all or the year before last. Well, yeah, that was 2 years ago. But even last that, year, man, these are meaningless RBIs. All right, well, last year was a whole different story. I think last year he did real well. I'll take 116 meaningless RBIs anytime. Exactly. But this year is a whole different story. And uh, I'm not going to sit here and say any praises to Pat Burrow when the man is obviously off his rocker. He's in a slump. He's oh, got, oh, no, no. You said, the, you said the word slump. Let me just give this to you, Ev, okay? Oh, it's not a slump. I understand. It's if, a constant. It's a season. <laughs> if it it seems, was bad terminology. The bad, bad use of words. Okay, let me, let me get started here. If it seems as if Pat Burrow recently always is batting with runners on base, you're right. Since September 2nd's game against the Braves, a period covering 33 trips to the plate, he has come up with 38 runners on. Only one has scored. God. Which is one reason why the Phillies are just 5-5 over their last 10 games. And this was printed in Tuesday's Daily News. So he was on the cover of Tuesday's Daily News, page 70. You know what? I'm not even going to go through this list. And you know why I'm not going to go through this list? No, there's because there's a ton. It's just of... miserable. There are exactly, out of the 33 instances, he's left men on base one, 15 times. 15 <laughs> times. And how many times were the bases loaded? What's the over-under? Dave quarterback. Two. It would be over that. He left the bases loaded one, two, three times. Three times he's out at the old... Oh, sorry. Ball. Three times a mayday. <laughs> So, listen, man. Listen, Ev. He's got to go. He's not he, going anywhere. You can't depend on him for anything. I hear you. You're having a player at the plate who's basically being demoted. Guaranteed money. Guaranteed money. Well, the Phillies are going to have to pay for some of it. Maybe he goes to the AL and DHs. That's what's horrible, too. And, no okay. trade clause. Ryan Howard's up. Yeah, welcome. Pat's up next. Pat's yeah. up yeah, why two not? bats. Why not? Go ahead. I hear you. So now you got a platoon of Delucci and Kona, and one of those guys is, is batting for him now because Manuel can't do anything with him. And that's never He's good. taking batting practice with the backups, the reserve players. Well, they always do that if they don't start the day oh, before. Oh, yeah. And he's no. not starting. He's becoming a laughing stock for that. Listen. Well, let me listen, tell you. All, listen. I'm, all I'm saying is, not to interrupt you, Derek. Oh, well, please do, Emani. I'm sure you have a wonderful point that everybody wants to hear. The Daily News front page 
Pat Burrell was on the front page of the Daily News on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. The front page, not the back page. Oh, no. The front page. And that's right. got to tell you something. That's a story. <laughs> Must be a good story. He's the Tony Mandrich of professional baseball. He's a praying that? mantis. He's a praying mantis. Tony Mandrich. <laughs> Mandrich. Oh, my. You all right over there? Number one overall pick. Number one <laughs> overall pick, Pat Burrell. I, I don't know what's going on with him, uh, you but know he's to, partying too much. From what we understand, from what we understand in this podcast, this sportscast, he is partying too much. He's partying too much during the season, and that is unforgivable. And it's well known. Yes, it's well known in that locker room. Damn right. But it's not necessarily well known out there because I think the beat writers for the Philadelphia Phillies, and I'm talking to Randy Miller of the Bucks County Carrier Times, and right. I'm talking to Todd Zalicki of – the Philadelphia Inquirer, and I'm talking to Marcus Hayes of the Philadelphia Daily News. If they know that he's partying too much and they know that he's doing things that he should not be doing, then they should report it. Just because Those, you got to see the guy every day, don't just mean. I mean, Marcus Hayes wrote a huge article calling this guy out on the front page of the Daily News, and he didn't write anything about his off the field habits. And from what we understand at Philly Sportscast, they're getting a little out of control. If not, what? Could be a reason why he's not performing up to the level that he's supposed to be. They'll wait until he leaves and then say something. Yeah, you're right. Exactly what's going to happen. And it's a shame. It's a it's a fraud yeah. upon the Philadelphia Phillies fan. That it is. That it is. Your first, your number one overall pick. Yeah, Patty B's out all night long. You can sit him the next day. That's just he said both games. But he, but he but there are baseball players that party hard. Right. And during the course of the season, but they perform the next day. There's a lot of guys back in the day in that 93 team, of course they did. Right. Well, they're, they're drunk playing the game. The yes. David Wells. Drug, drunk and no other hitters. stuff. Yes. I, Smoking cigarettes in the dugout. Yeah, Who knows what's going that's on? That's fine. But what I'm trying to say is they perform the next day. Right. This guy is not performing the next day. Right. And, I'm, and from what we understand and who we've talked to, that he's partying too much. And that's not cool. Not that's cool messing with his head. That's, that's what they're saying. They're going to bring a psychologist in to – Help him change his stance or But he won't like accept it. Right. And he won't accept anything at the plate. He won't accept any kind of advice. And he won't um, change his no-trade clause. He wants to be – he wants to collect his dough and go sit on a beach in Colombia. <laughs> I guess that's where he'd prefer to go, Colombia. I think Colombia might be – It's warm down there. So, the Phillies are well, – let, Let's not uh... – No, well, think about the Phillies, though, as a, as a turnstile. You literally have Abreu, Bell, Burrow, eventually – Leaving, and you have Utley, Howard, Hamels. Um, they really like Carlos Ruiz. Carlos Ruiz, yeah, Ruiz, yeah he'll yeah. probably be your starting catcher next year. Yeah. Even Rollins, Delucci, Delucci. Well, Delucci, I know he's, signed. he's not signed yet, but but, he Cole, will be. but a really important part is Cole Hamels. I think is going to be Victorino. I mean, they got. I mean, I'm just watching Victorino cover center field tonight. I know he was fast, but I didn't think he had an arm like he has. Yeah. He has a terrific arm. Why can't he play center field every day? But I understand Aaron Rowan, and I understand that he could be a cult here in his town. Like, really, and he's a terrific player. If he's worth something, you got to go get him. You, you were already him speculating that, you know, Rowan might be going back to the White Sox. Yeah, I, that's what my, that's my personal opinion that he's going back to the White Sox because they want him bad. If you can get something, if you can get one of their pitchers off of them, yeah, I agree. Sure, bring him in. Yep, even if it's number three or four or five. Right, and that's. I mean, I don't want to see Rowan go, but hey, you ran in the wall. You got to build the team, you. which is what Gillick is doing. He's building the squad. Right. So, we'll move on. Phillies, good luck. We hope we hope Taps has not played this year. I mean, guys, how excited would you be to, be to watch playoff baseball? Oh, my God. Over? I'd, like, take days off of work. I would so. take a day off of work, too. I, I'd really, like, be very focused. Yeah, man, that's playoff baseball, baby. It'd be awesome. All right, let's color commentary. Pat Burrow is at the plate. Steer-angle. Strike one. He's two for three tonight. He's two for three tonight. Two for three tonight, but he has he has a runner in and scoring, scoring position. That's never good for him at this point right now. And he had that long fly ball single in a four one game, and four one compared to four two is very very different. There's a foul ball. That's strike two. Now this is right when his hips get pulled out, and this is when he gets all freaky. They pitch him inside, and this. This is what's going to happen. He's real nervous right now. Oh yeah, he's nervous. He's a nervous baseball player. Is that what you want he on is. your team? Of course not. This is what you see. I mean, look at him. He doesn't. He's like, okay, uh, all eyes are on me right now. Deer in the headlights. The knees are going to buckle. And the pitch. Ooh! Lined out. Hey, that wasn't a bad hit. Ooh, what oh, was it? It wasn't a bad hit. It wasn't a hit. Well, I'm just saying it was at least he didn't strike out or backwards K. Hey. Oh, no, he didn't strike out or backwards K. He did what any, 
On to something positive. Some more positive. And you know what I'm positive about? The Donovan McNabb to Dante Stallworth combination. You knew it was going to happen. And I think Donovan McNabb is pissed off this year, and he has something to prove for sure. Oh, well, he's showing it in his game, especially on Sunday. Let's see what you do against the Giants, yeah. Yeah, this is the true test coming up on Sunday. Yeah, this week, they 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 have to win this game. They have to. Why not bury the Giants as quickly as you can? Get them down 2-0. Right, you don't, get them down 0-2 and then B 2-0. That'd be sweet. You know, if the Eagles lose, it's the seventh time they lost to the division. The only team in the NFC that is on top of their division by themselves is the Philadelphia Eagles. Yipper! So it's something to be proud of. A Houston team, though, should they have beat that Houston team ba- badly or worse? But, you know, two touchdowns in the NFL. I don't is know, pretty... that first quarter was a little shaky there. Oh, yeah. was watching so, that first quarter. So what's with the D – during the Houston's first drive. You think they're just getting their butterflies out? Could have been butterflies. Look, it's the first game of the season. First drive of the season. It's like a preseason game almost still on these guys. I don't, think it, I don't know about that, dude. No, I, not, they don't, their attitude isn't that way, but they're still working out things. They're uh, still working, working, working it all legs. out, getting into the groove. Getting game legs. Exactly. It takes it takes a couple weeks. I really think that. I really believe that. That's, I think, when Shepard got hurt, I don't think he left right away. I think he was out there a couple more plays. So they took advantage of it. Might have been. That's. I mean, but that wasn't open. the first drive. I mean, Texas drove down the first drive pretty quickly and got. A t- yeah, that's. Seven. If you remember the one play, I think it was Moltz came out, caught it, ran over to the sideline, and it was Shepard, Lewis, and someone else like all met there. I'm just. Con- I'm just really impressed with the way McNabb oh, I'm, played. I'm really impressed. Well, I'm 100. percent I mean, they, he looked great. He looked great. The, the offensive line offense, looked great. Yeah. The Buckwater way- looked good. Westbrook looked Westbrook good. Westbrook looked amazing. Westbrook looked I don't great, like him though. returning punts and uh, stuff like that. No, I, I even... think Mahe is going to be back. Yeah, I saw that. Didn't... I saw that, which is good. I read that because I don't. we don't need to put him back there for any more. He's your best punt returner, though. That he is, yeah, but you don't but even want to damage him. Is he a punt returner or is he a running back? He's your best punt returner. He gets, you your, he gets you your best field position. Do you want him to be your best punt returner or your best running back? Exactly. Well, he comes off anyway. I mean, if Buckholter's working out, why can't Westbrook – Return punts and then just come off the field and come in on third down because he gets hurt every year. Well, you got to use him more than just third down. Well, I agree with that, but I'm saying if you're if he's winded or whatever, he can miss first down and let Buckholter be in there. That's fine, but I don't want to see him getting hit by all seven guys. Up. They're all coming down to to kill him. He's hit. a slot receiver anyway. He's not even a running back. That's fine. I still don't want him to get hurt. You just want to take him out of those situations. There's no need for him to be down there. Do you have any complaints about Sunday's game? Any. I don't have any complaints about Sunday's game. But That's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, what am I, what drive, could I really bitch about? You know what I really did like is when they totally when Mario Williams totally just bit on that on that little shovel pass. Right. That was just sweet. Welcome to the right. NFL, brother. But it's not so right. What the Eagles did in that situation, which is sometimes Exploited. you don't see that the Phillies do, which is get a team down and just exploit their weaknesses. Right. And which is what the Eagles did. Reed does that. He does, yes. yeah, he does a great job. And the Eagles had to win by two touchdowns, and they won by two touchdowns. They didn't let the um, the Texans run the ball at all. However, I will say this, though. The Texans started five rookies. The Eagles are supposed to beat them by five touchdowns. Right. However, it was in um, Houston. So it, it makes a big difference as well. They went down there, took care of business, got on a plane, went home. That's great. Now it's time for the Giants, who are a much better football team. Right. Tiki it- Barber is an Eagle killer lately. Tiki Barber is a very, very good running back. Now we'll see if our front seven can stop him. But what's your answer for Tiki Barber? Bunkley, Bunkers, Howard, Howard. Yeah, I mean, all, they're, 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 he's not going to get outside. It's going to be very yeah. hard for him to, it's to bust be hard outside. To get outside, yeah. So if he's going between the tackles, and that's where Bunkley's going to be. Sitting. That's where Bunkley's going to be hanging out. And then if he gets past them, we got Trotter. The place is going to be insane on Sunday. It's, it's going to be insane. It's going to be a beautiful day too. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. Oh. And I don't see Eli beating the secondary. No. They can stop Barber. It's going to be a good game. I tell you what, I watched that uh, Manning Bowl, and he was having some really nice thread-in-the-needle passes. I don't know how those receivers were catching those balls. Plasco Barris, big ups to him. I mean, not big ups he to him. He is just uh, – I didn't realize how talented he was because he can, he can really, do some things. He really came on towards the end of last year. That guy mm-hmm. can catch touchdown passes. He really sure. He had a real nice one-handed catch. Yes, yeah. that was sweet. And uh, even Shockey. Shockey had that crazy, uh, that crazy catch in the end zone. I couldn't believe it. he just. You know, I don't you know. know how. I don't know how Jeremy Shockey started became a factor in that game when he didn't catch a single pass in the first half. 
I believe he didn't catch a single pass in the first half. I don't think so because that's when he caught the one ball. Manning said, like getting shocky involved early in the game because the crowd goes nuts for him. Right. And that was in the second half. It was like right before he caught the TD. Crowd goes nuts for him. I'll go nuts for him. What are you <laughs> Cares about that he's, dude. he's been subpar since he came into the league. Yeah, he had that real good rookie with that. that rookie season. He was good, and then he's just he had injuries with his ankle. He was out. He's been subpar for two years. Name me three better tight ends in this league: Todd Heap, Mark Gonzalez, no Tony Gonzalez. I mean Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates. I'll give you Gates, Alex Probably Smith, Crumpler. I don't think Crumpler's better. I definitely. Gates I'll and give Gonzalez. you Gates. I'll give you Gates. And Gonzalez is older, though. I mean this year? Yes. No, yeah, this year. Right now. Who's better than Jeremy Shockey, tight end-wise, this year? And I understand, I, under, I totally a, understand what you're saying. second we get a season. But you would take Jeremy Shockey if you were building a football team. As a tight end? Probably. Yes. But also, I think there's plenty of tight ends out there. I think Cooley, down in Washington, he can do fine. L.J. Smith. But Shockey brings a little bit something more to the table. He brings a tenacity that not a lot of these. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what the crowd loves about him. But he, but what he does, he grabs footballs from defensive players' hands. Though not a lot of tight ends are doing that. I mean, right. Todd Heap's terrific. Don't get me wrong. I think that's a great example of some of, of a of a tight end that is successful in this league for being a terrific blocker who runs a just a tight, tight, tight pattern and knows when to catch the ball when he catches the ball. He knows he turns around, that ball's going to be right there. And he should catch it. Shockey brings a little bit more attitude towards his position when I think it's necessary. Oh, so it's I mean, his cockiness it, that you like. No, no, you've seen it against the Eagles where he just strips balls out of people's hands. Whereas Todd Heap, if the ball isn't – when he turns around, if it's not right there, it's either going to go by him or it's going to be a drop. But Todd Heap does a lot more things on the, maybe on the offensive line that Shockey doesn't necessarily do. I just think injuries also. Right. Someone like Dallas Clark, he does a fine job out in Indy. Marcus is Pollard's a tight end too. Marcus Pollard, yeah. For Detroit though, he used to be an Indiana. Right, no, that's what I'm saying. That's, yeah, no, I understand. There's a lot of good tight ends out there. There are. Okay, but I'm saying to you, if you were building a team right now and you needed to take a tight end, and Antonio Gates was gone, and Jeremy Shockey was available, out of all the other tight ends in the league, would you take him? This is a trick question, though. Can I wait to take a tight end? I'd probably be picking other people before I picked my tight end. No, 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 I'm not saying. I'm saying at that position, at that position, you need now. Now you go and you have to take a tight end, and well, Gates is gone. And Gates and Gates, Antonio Gates doesn't exist. Well, my whole point was his numbers weren't Antonio very Gates. good the last couple of years. His numbers weren't good. Now, if we're based on that, if we're based on touchdowns, we're based on yards, based on catches. You know, he, he just really. So after his rookie year, he got hurt. Right. His ankle got hurt, and he wasn't. He didn't play the whole season. Numbers were down. Next year, he was non-existent. Listen, I don't he like... He caught a pass, a touchdown pass, last week. I'm not defending the guy. All I'm suggesting... Yes, you are. <laughs> you totally are. You just ran in for five minutes and told us to name every tight end in the NFL. No, I didn't say... To, to I, said name every, I said name every tight end in the NFL, Evan. Is that we what almost, I said? I said, so did, I said what happened? Though? I said name three better tight ends in the NFL than Jeremy Shockey, and you guys couldn't come up with three better ones. We named plenty I that named were just a lot, as good. We named a lot Look, of good Keith tight Miller, ends. Keith Miller's a good player. Just as good is not better. Just as good is not better. Okay, but Antonio Gates is, Tony Gonzalez is, over the last three years, Algie hey. Crumpler is. If you're talking over the last weekend, okay, then you can say Kellen Winslow because he scored a touchdown also. I don't know what you what want to you, use. What do you if you want? want to use last week, no, 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 or do you want to use no, the last three fine. years? I want you. To, I want your opinion. Okay. And I'll take your opinion too, Evan. Although it doesn't mean as much. <laughs> oh, that's that hurts me. Would you take anybody else other than Antonio Gates over Jeremy Shockey for your football team that you had to start tomorrow on the field? Yes. Who would it be? I would have to look for a blocking tight end before I would look for a pass catching tight end. Because if I'm starting off, I'm probably going to be doing a running game. So I'd have to say probably a blocking tight end. So you would take. You wouldn't take Jeremy Shockey because he's not a blocking tight end. I would probably. It depends what kind of team I'm looking for. There's plenty of guys like Jeremy just, Shockey is not I don't think the you number two. I don't think tight you understand. End. I don't think you understand the question. I don't think you understand the tight end position. Jeremy Shockey is not the number two wide receiver or tight end out there. Imani, your opinion doesn't mean anything. But what do you think? I would probably do a Todd Heap. I like Todd Heap. I like what he has to offer. He's always catching passes, man. He's always catching passes. He's in the end zone. Tony Gonzalez always in the end zone. Always in the end zone catching passes. Okay, okay. I got your opinions. Appreciate them. Don't get me wrong. Oh, you sad? I'm not sad. I'm not sad over no giant punk-ass punk. 
Oh, you I'm just defended a giant too for yeah, ten no, minutes. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm not defending a giant. I'm just being realistic. A little dose of reality in that in the sports cast but, never hurt anybody. That's fine. Dose of reality. What was it? What, what was your point? What what what? I said. What was would, your point? I said Jer- I would take Jeremy Shockey over anybody else other than Antonio Gates in the NFL if I was starting a football team tomorrow. Why? Because he brings a certain aspect to the position. His attitude. You yeah. like his attitude. Not necessarily his numbers, but his attitude. No, and I like the way he receives the ball. I like the way he goes after the ball. A lot of tight ends wait for the ball to come to them. He does not do that. He, he, he is more of a big wide receiver than anything else, and I appreciate that. Okay. And I think he's good in his position, particularly his position. That's just my opinion, though. I don't give a shit if anybody wants to care, listen to it or not. Hey, that's and cool. I'm, I have to understand I'm walking a fine line here. I hope he falls off the face of the earth tomorrow. <laughs> well said. Well said. Okay, but I'm, we're dominating this conversation by Jeremy Shockey talk. But predictions. I want predictions for the game, Dave. 21-17, Birds. Is there a reason? How'd you come to that conclusion? Well, I think it's going to be a tight game. It's an NFC game. Two really good defenses. I think once everything kind of... 21-17 is pretty high 38 scoring. points isn't really that high. That's exactly what I was thinking in my brain, too. And I don't know if I should say that because you were saying it because my stuff doesn't mean as much as yours. But you were saying 21-17, too? I was thinking 21-17, exactly. What's the overrunner in the game? 42. So 38 isn't under. Wow. Wow. So the bookmakers are saying that it's going to go around the 42-point mark. So that's 23-21. So you're telling me with your prediction, well, okay, I like it. I think that's a lot of scoring. I think that's a lot of points, though. I think that's a lot of points. Well, man is going to get the ball out there. He is going to he get is, the- he's, uh, he's a talented quarterback. And he's got Shockey to throw to. And Shockey is so good. No, Plaxico Burris is good, too. But I'm saying you guys – are also been talking about all year how good the Brian Dawkins is, so he should be able to stop them, right? Well, he's well, one man. Yeah, Dawkins won't be covering Burris. He's not cornerback. Does Lito Shepard being out hurt this team that much? Roderick Hood? Yeah, it hurts It hurts the team. You're going to have to I, move your your safety over to help out. No doubt. Which means B-Doc. Or Lewis, whichever one they're going to move over. I don't know who they're going to have shadowing Barber. Who has to have one of the games of their career this week for the Eagles to win? I would say anyone on the D-line. Curse, I mean, he got a, a nice sack last week, but it's David Carr. He gets sacked by everyone. Five sacks. He, David Carr got sacked five times. Keep it up. We need to put pressure on Eli Manning because he gets flustered, and he doesn't know what he gets. He goes right down. He's not want an out-of-pocket passer. Um, I really think that if you can get to him and get in his head and keep him down, and, and also you got to crush that running game. That's a first and foremost. You got to crush it because if you est- if they establish Tiki Barber, play action is going to be a big problem. I totally agree. I honestly think that the defensive line can control this entire game. And that's I mean McNabb. And that's going to keep the score down. For McNabb, it's the offensive line. If McNabb doesn't get pressured, he can Well, that's cut what I was going to say. Off. McNabb during the preseason games which mean nothing in that Houston game, which is also nothing. He seems like he's been getting a lot of time in there. Yes. Especially that play action. I, I totally agree. So that's you're going to have Runyon going against Strahan. Osamora. Uh, Os- uh, yeah. I don't know his last name. Right. Osamora. But, yeah, that. So yeah. they're going to have to contain those two guys. And they got to contain. And those two got to contain Westbrook, Buckhalter. I mean, that's going to be tough. It's, it's a big, big running game. Yeah, Westbrook. LeVar Arrington's going to be the freak. He's going to be all Ooh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'm not worried about LeVar Arrington. I'm not worried about him. They play LeVar Arrington every year of his career. Twice. So the guy can go scratch. But I do agree with you that the defensive line, if they do what they did last week, I mean, the way that they're switching people out, they seem to have 12 defensive linemen that can play. Yeah. They win. E-Money, they win? What's your number? 21-17 as well, right? I, I was thinking 21, preliminarily 21-17. Yeah, I like that because I, I think Eli's, I don't think Eli's going to do very well against the Eagles defense this, this week. I really think he's going to have a lot of problems. That's he was he, having some problems against the Colts defense. He was having some yeah. problems, but he wasn't really having a lot of problems. He was, he kind of seemed to me like he figured it out towards the end of the game, which really didn't make any difference. It doesn't help. It was the that end doesn't of the game. help. I agree, but he's going to get better as the year goes on. I think a seventeen fourteen final birds, a seventeen fourteen final birds. But I, but these two teams can rack up numbers. Do so you think it's going to be a defensive game? I think it has to be for the Eagles to win, right? It does. If it's not a defensive game, the Eagles don't. You can well, have enough weapons to go offensive, too. Yes, right. they can. They can go out there. But I think both defenses will do fine. It's going to be a great Eagle, game. Do the Eagles have a running back that can get you six yards on first down? Yeah, Westbrook can get you six yards, not six tough yards. So who does that? Buckholder? That's not, not the offense. If you're looking for tough anyway. yards, you're not looking for six yards. You're looking for the two, two yards, yards yeah. something like that. 
No, I want third a, and inch, I want a lot of second and fours, man. That's what I want. That's if you want second and four. Yeah, Westbrook, he can do that. Yeah, in between the swing pass, a pitch, and also you saw in the Houston game that they were running more percentage right. wise, yep. which is good. Right. You know, time of possession. It's all that's about what happens at the end of the game when you're winning. Let's, run let's just start running it. That's it. And they were working on their clock problems, too, that they had last couple of years. And I, I could really saw, you know, timeout. That's what I said. At the end of the first half, there was a minute. I said, if Andy Reid just downs it and goes, okay, we're going to start off the second half with the ball, I'm going to be pissed. Right, right. And they you moved gotta it work right that. down. Yep. you got to work it, man. So what you If anything, nice. a practice run, you know, because, you, you know, you're winning. It's a minute left just to, just to go through this motion. Yep. That this is what you have to do at the fourth quarter, you know, start sneaking up on you. Right. So it's good to see all that. And that, they're like the little things that I saw, which I really, really like to see. Them. The, the little things are corrected. Does this game tell you if the Eagles are going to be, make the playoffs or have maybe even contend for the NFC Championship? This Definitely. Year? This game tells you. Yeah, and you're playing an NFC East team that you just lost six times to all the NFC last year. This is going to be a statement. Giants this come in here, beat you in, in your own house. This is putting the Giants down in O2 hole. And you're, uh, you got the Washington Dallas Giants thing in December. It's well, there's, disgusting. You have to remember also, one of those two teams, Washington or Dallas, will also be 0 2 because they play each other this week. And it'll probably be Washington. And yeah, if we, will be. we don't want to go 0 2 against any of them. So now the Giants we're seeing now, we're seeing first, we're seeing quick. We got we to gotta go at least get one on our belts. Right. Is it a must win? I think it's I, a must win. It's damn near close to a must win because of the end of that schedule. It, it gets you off the schneid and the end of the schedule. And gets you go one-on-one, one, next thing you know, you're tied with two other teams in the NFC East. That's the truth. It's yep. garbage time. All right. And they ha- and are playing at home. And what's the line? Line's three. Eagles are given three. Yes. So it's pretty much an even game. It's the home field. And that's advantage. everyone on the uh, the forum saying, oh, well, it's only the Texans. That's who they gave us. That's who they gave NFL us. But also, them. it's an NFL team. It's right. not like there's a bunch of guys on that team who don't know how to play the game. Right. What's with the the, what's with the Texans not taking Reggie Bush? I can't get over it. I mean, I know it's a, it's a it's a dead topic, but watching here's the situation. I mean, here's you never situation. take a defensive player for one overall. You just don't I, do it. There's two sides of the argument. Mary you take Williams, him you don't take him. Mary Williams. <laughs> Mary Williams is a pure freak of nature. He's a six six, two hundred and eighty pound defensive lineman that runs a four. I think four five four. Oh, I didn't see him running. Anything like He's that in the game? Ill. I saw Ill. him on four or five forty the wrong way. <laughs> he is a pure defensive specimen who is young. He could be, he could dominate an entire game on the defensive side in three or four years, in two or three years. I understand what you're saying. How do you not take Reggie Bush because he's an offensive player and he's a scorer? However, a Mario Williams, I firmly believe this. A Mario Williams does not come around in the NFL draft. The caliber of his player, defensive end, with that kind of size and speed, without but one in every ten years. Cool. Let me ask you another. Let me ask you a question. Reggie Bushes are Reggie Bushes, man. I understand that. What? Reggie Bushes are Reggie Bushes. Reggie, what do you think he's going to be doing is three a, years? There from is now? a stud running back that comes out in the draft every single year. This Reggie Bush is a different kind of running back, my man. Well, explain that to me, Ev. What is I, your I, reason? He's, have you? You all you have, have to do is watch him, him play. All you have to do is watch what he does. It's sick. You're telling me that the Texans couldn't go O for everything. And Dominic Davis is hurt. You're, there's nobody out there. They can run the ball next year like Reggie Bush can. Nobody else. Derek, Steve I'm Slayton, who the, there are no more Mario. There are no Mario Williams in college right now. None. The guy is going to be. Listen, I, listen. Okay. I'm just trying to give you the other side of the argument, and I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily. What would you have done if you were a Houston Texan? Would you take Mario Williams? Or you take well, Reggie Bush? You can't. You can't assume. Dominic Davis is going to get hurt. This Mario, is an objective uh, Mario podcast. Mario Williams is a specimen that comes around once every 10 to 15 years. The last one that I remember seeing in that kind of size and speed was Reggie White. You tell me somebody you've seen in the end position that's that big, that quick. They call the guy the freak? Don't. It's not. He's bigger than Javon Curse. He's bigger and like wider, he's got more muscle, got more speed. I don't he's know if he's faster. got more muscle. He's, he's faster, dude. I don't know about faster either. Trust me. And that's Julius Peppers, down in Carolina. Telling you, I'm telling he's you, he's a big boy and he's fast. Also, I understand. I understand your point. But this guy, Mary Williams, is going to do. It. And you heard it. You're hearing it from me. But I know all the Texas peeps heard it. He is going to be an absolute world class player someday. World class, dominant someday. defensive player. 
Right, someday. Bush has it. So you're betting to come. You're betting. Absolutely betting to come. They're absolutely betting to come. You're not going to be able to get him next year. You're not going to be able to get somebody his size and strength this time next year when they go over everything. E-Money, he the sounds Heisman like, Trophy winner, if it's a running back this year. If it's Steve Slayton, he's not the same kind of running back. Well, if it's Steve Slayton, I understand he's not the same kind of running back. Although I would argue with you that he's a, just the same kind of running back as Reggie Bush. I totally disagree. No. I totally disagree. Why? Why? Because of the Bush way he catch runs. It. He can run. Slayton can catch the ball. Not like that. If you want him to do punt returns, you want to put Westbrook back there, you can put Bush back there. You're not going to put Slayton back there for that. You're telling me, but I'm, you're literally telling me there's no other running back like Reggie Bush out there this year in the draft. No, there was no Reggie Bush. There won't be, uh, next, you, next this year coming up, there's, gonna, there's and no And there Reggie. won't be a, one next year or the next year after that. I'm not talking about three years from now. I'm telling you. the number one pick three years well, from now, if you maybe listen, they'll smarten up and they'll get listen, a better. I'm telling you. Oh, I've been listening, Derek. I'm I've been listening you, a lot tonight. Both, and I'm telling everybody out there that you will not see anybody like Mary Williams for a long, long time. Okay, well, we'll have to wait and see a couple years. Yeah, you will have to wait and see. That's what the draft's all about. Okay. He would have been the same guy who said, who wants to pick Michael Jordan? I can get a seven-foot center. This guy's a <laughs> specimen. He's huge. Huge. That was another, <laughs> another draft faux pas right there. Move to the money line, please. Money. Oh, here, barkeep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shocky lover. Shocky Mario Williams lover. D-Man, just instant, instant hate on E-Money, dude, tonight. It's been rough for me over it here. It has been. I don't know what I did. I guess you like Pat Burrow you don't like Shocky. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> Thank you. It's been, it's been nasty. You get, you get all He's kicking weird. us out tonight. How can you pick San Diego minus 10? <laughs> you crazy. You crazy, boy. Shock it. Shock it all the way. <laughs> all right. Now, let's, we talked about football. We talked about the Eagles. I got some picks for you guys this week. Yeah. Now, these are picks, right? This, you're, suppo- you're allowed to bet week two, right? No. No, I don't bet week two. Oh, you don't bet week two either? No. no. Oh, One and two. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I will say Evan did go 500 last week, so you can look at it as good or bad. And, the you know... Looking at my picks of last week, you know you cannot bet the first week of football. You just right. can't. How look at all the upsets last week? But the week. San Diego pick was rock solid. Thank you very much. What was the other one? I remember San Diego. Uh, Seattle over Detroit. Okay. Seattle given six. You know, this is all based on last year's numbers. You don't know what's going to happen. So that's why you have to wait. You have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. And now it's all coming out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were playing divisional division games this week. So then you really know what's going on. So let's get to this week's action, Imai. Okay. My, How many uh, games you got for it? I got three games. Nice. Ooh. I got three games. Um, but like I said before, disclaimer, you take it if you want them, if you want to pick week two, but God bless you. But you don't bet week two. You will not be putting any money down this week. No, I won't. Okay. All of these picks are tempting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't be betting week two. You okay. have to be diligent when, you're, when you are uh, when you know live on the high horse like me. But you have confidence in your picks. Oh, of course. Always have confidence in my picks. You got to have confidence in life, Derek. Just talk to Shockey. <laughs> I don't even get you. It's not even. Just, hey, I got Dave laughing. That's all I care about. You just know keep going. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Your opinion's nothing, but your humor's awesome. Thank you. Uh, my first pick is uh, the Carolina Panthers over the Minnesota Vikings. At Minnesota, Panthers are given one and a half. Whoa. Whoa. You're taking a road favorite home dog, by the way? Yes, I am. Now they got. I'd like to hear why. Home dogs. Wow. Now people are saying the Panthers are a Super Bowl team. Yes. Well, not with the ass whooping Atlanta gave them last weekend. That right. was that was pretty nasty. But I really think that Fox is going to come out with a vengeance this week and just show people what they got. He knows the adjustments he has to makes and has to make, and um, one adjustment I think he has to establish a running game and with Deshaun Foster. And especially since Steve Smith's out, they really got to control the running game. What's going on here? What, what are you... Who's backing up to Sean Foster? D'Angelo Williams, yeah. my man. D'Angelo Williams. Maybe he'll get 10 yards this week? Well, that's uh, keep beside moving the on, Evan. Don't let him do that to you. Oh, it doesn't bother me, Darrell. I didn't make the pick. <laughs> Don't let him bother you, D. Um, one thing that 
Speaking of running, the one thing the Vikings can't do is run. They had 86 total yards against Washington. They they squeaked out the game, and they're living high off that off that game. Total uh, yards is just rushing yards. Rushing yards, I mean. Okay. I'm talking about the running backs, my bad. And uh, Brad Johnson, he's the man at Minnesota right now, and he's not very good at being the man. I, I What I've noticed through his career is that when he when he plays on these teams and he is the, the focus of the team's when it comes down to crunch time, he throws interceptions, the long ball interceptions all the time. And I think that's what's going to happen this week because he's going to get pressure. And, um, There's going to be a lot of pressure coming in on him. So that's where I'm at with my, uh, my first pick. So what's the pick? The pick is Carolina. the Panthers. The Panthers of Carolina over the Minnesota Vikings. Minus one and a half. Uh, the next game I like is uh, Tampa Bay over the Falcons. Tampa Bay getting five and a half at Ooh. Atlanta. Uh Atlanta played great against Carolina, just like I was saying. They got good defense. But Atlanta could be without its premier pass rushers, John Abraham and Patrick Kearney, that could be out. What happened with Abraham? I think it's a knee. Okay. I saw he did get hurt during the game. So I don't – but it's very questionable right, right now, so I don't know what's going on with that. But Definitely. if they're not there, if they're not there, that could be good for Sims because Sims is not very good when the pressure's on him because he needs that time – to, to make things happen. So if that happens, I think that these all these all these things are coming to play. With getting five and a half, and it could be six by Sunday. You don't even know. With Abram, Abrams not playing, though, do you think the line's going to change? Like, will it go down to four, you think? or Well, they I don't think so because he's been – Monday he was out. Okay. So it's not like he's a, it's a surprise. He just wasn't doubtful or – Exactly. Okay. So um, – and they the Bucks need to establish Cadillac Williams. Uh, you know he is hurt also. He's going to play, though. Back, back spasms. Yeah, they'll, they'll shoot him full of cortisone. Whatever helps him, man. Whatever you need to do. Because Yeah, I know he is hurt, but I, that's why I think they need him, though, because he's going to be out there because they got nobody else. Right. I and mean, they really don't have any other one. And that is the very key for them, too. Um, and that's going to have to establish play action for Sims because Sims needs, like I said, needs that time, needs to, needs to stall those linebackers a little bit. And that's going to help him. And get the ball, the ball to the playmakers, like Joey Galloway. Yeah, Galloway went last week without a catch. I know. That's just ridiculous. Yep. And that's all because Sims was all flustered. Yep. And Gruden's probably on Sims all week. Can you Gruden, imagine? Gruden's probably a nut job right now. Yeah. Must win game for them. Must win game for them. And that's they have Clayton down there, the other wide receiver. they got some wide receivers out there that can catch the ball. But Alex Smith, good tight end. Tight end, D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello? I hear crickets, D. I hear crickets there. <laughs> Ooh, no response from the D, man. That's pretty crazy. And the Bucks defense is good, too. It just didn't show up last week, but week one is crazy. Upset galore all the time yep. with week one. So uh, I really like the Bucks over the Falcons. And I'm not taking anything away from the from Atlanta, either, because their defense is stellar. I'm, I'm stressing this because it's the start of the year. I love the Bucks to cover, not the win, but covering on that five and a half. Because it's all, that, it's all about that. And don't be surprised, like I said, if you see it go to six points. So right. I'm feeling that game. I'm really feeling that game. Because these are the couple teams that are going to bounce back quick. They're bounce, They're hitting. They hit a mattress and they're bouncing right back. Right. Because Gruden won't allow it. I mean, I, I understand he can't control what happens, but he's. I can imagine what practice is. He's not a very happy man right now. No, he's angry. He's angry. When they played Atlanta, was that last year when they played Atlanta? Wasn't it like went to overtime? Mm-hmm. They had two plays at the end of the game. I don't know if it was overtime or just the last seconds of the yeah, game. Yeah, then they won the game. Yeah. So there's all kinds of things going on with that. Should be a real good game down there. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. A lot of great games, a lot of great matchups this weekend. Too. Right on. Like you are saying, a lot of divisional games going on. Yep. And I got one last pick for you guys. Another division game is the Patriots and the Jets. Okay. Patriots giving six to the Jets. Jets are at home. I like the Patriots. Hey, he knows what he's doing. He does know what he's doing. I can't deny that. But I just, you know, and then, you know, I will say this, that whenever I get a feel for a team, or I want it's it's always a lock the other way. So <laughs> don't sweat it. I'm not sweating it at all because I know who you pick. <laughs> you guys start betting what I say. And everybody's winner. I understand. Big winners. Won. Understood. So now, the, the Jets beat the Titans, okay? Kerry Collins. Oh, <laughs> I mean, come on here. What is with that? What is with that? So they're living high. They beat the Titans and then beat Kerry Collins. 
And now they're playing a divisional game against Tom Brady. Future Hall of Famer. Okay. <laughs> it's like apples and oranges is what I'm saying. You with no Dion Branch? Well, it's all about the running game this week. The running game was good last week. It's going to be good this week. The Jets rushed for 91 yards, averaged 2.7 yards a carry against the Titans. Even with the... The Pats letting up fourteen points to the Bills last week, wasn't it? I know, but I think like these are like when you look at my my bets this week, my picks, these are all these teams that didn't show up the first right. week. And they come back like Eagles usually did last couple last couple years. years. They never win the first game, but they are always NFC champions or NFC in the playoffs. Right. Blah, blah. So divisional games is true test. They gotta come back. Must win almost, like like we have with the Giants. You gotta take it. You gotta take it for what it's worth. And it's week two picks. Week two picks are tough. That they are. So that I mean, it's tough all the way around. You got to you got to go with what I got. You don't think that the line is a little large though for the Jets Patriots game in the Meadowlands? You said six and a half. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Uh, you're right. You're right. No, I understand what you're saying. I it tells saying. you that the Pats are going to roll. I, I, okay. I agree with you, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm I agree. with you. I see you. I'm right there. And that's my picks for the week. Okay. It's nice to have three picks again. I like that. Oh yeah. yeah. So All right, it, I like them. The money line is in full effect. Went one for one, one for two last week. So we'll see what we can do this week. Sounds great. At least two for three, if not three for three this uh, week. Let's hope so. Let's start. Let's get the rep build up again. Although last year solidified at eighty-five percent winners. Come on now. It's all for the fans. People were living large last year, breaking necks and cashing large checks. Oh, <laughs> nice sweatshirt last year. Sweet e money. Got an e money sweatshirt. I love it. <laughs> Can't beat it. Okay. Any closing comments? E money. Let's. Not to put you back on the spot, but let's uh, I know what you're about to say. Everybody, September, the fall airs in. Everybody's feeling it. You know everybody's feeling it. Football time. Do not forget about T.O. and his BS coming in on October 8th because we're going to romp them, stomp them, and kick them when they're down, baby. Not nope. only is it T.O., though. It is also the Cowboys. So That's right. I mean, come on. It's just gravy, man. T.O. is gravy on top of that huge spread. By the way... I just want to say that I knew you were going to mention October 8th. It really is right around the corner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, this is. is great. Yes, it is. It's amazing how quickly this thing is going to come up, and we're just going to have a blast down there. I mean, that whole place, like you said, which I will say this week is the Tennessee-Florida game, which is what they bill as the world's largest cocktail party. That's got nothing on October 8th. Nothing on October 8th. It's going to be huge. sick. They'll be there at 6 in the morning. 6 in the morning. With the gin and juice. That's so, right. I agree. Uh, you agree? You finally agree on something tonight. That's good to hear. You money, take it easy. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, easy. I'm not going to. I'm easy as Sunday morning, brother. I'm not going to let you slide, Dave. You? I just want to say hockey started today. Oh yeah. Keith Primo retired. What do you think about that? Ah, it's a good thing. Hey, we, how many Too times last year did we tell him he had to do it? I mean, everyone's oh, he was finally stepping up. He got drafted 12 years ago or whatever. He's getting a little older. It's better he's done. Can they? Can they replace him? As a leader, probably not. That's going to be a tough thing. All right, so this is – right, I'll get to my point when right. you're done. And then also uh, they signed Gagne. So Flyers are right around the corner. Sweet. So let's go, Birds. All right. My closing comment has to do with these Philadelphia people calling WIP, and I can only speak in the afternoon Howard Eskin show. You had somebody today. The, the Phillies are were at the time one and a half games out of the wild card. The Eagles are coming off a tough win, and they're going into doubt, into um, playing a tough game against the Washington. Um, and the Eagles are go- the Eagles are coming off a, of a dramatic win, good solid win, and are playing the New York Giants at home for absolute lead in the NFC East. And I had somebody call today. I listened to this. I had to listen to this painful, painful phone call. Somebody called today and said that they don't know who the captain's going to be for the Philadelphia Flyers now that Keith Primo has retired <laughs> and that nobody can step up to be the captain. What did Eskin say? So he, Eskin said, well, your captain's going to be Peter Forsberg because that's exactly who they're going to elect captain. And the guy said, I don't think that he can do it because he's never been a captain before. So Eskin says, I, I totally agree with you. But who else on the team is going to be a captain? Oh, well, Hatcher wants to be the captain. Why can't Hatcher be the captain? Well, just because Hatcher wants it doesn't mean he gets it. Right. Well, Gagne is another one. He's, he should be a leader because he's Gagne. a good offensive player. They're also talking about Mike Richards. Mike Richards, I'm young. sorry. Yes, because he's young, and he definitely will be a captain of Flyers someday, they're right. saying. That's why they drafted him. He had great leadership, and he was a great So player. this is me driving in my truck on the way home, having to listen to this moron when their Phillies are – first of all, I know nobody cares a shit about the Phillies. Nobody cares about the Phillies, and it's just awful. They're a game and a half out of the wild card race. They could potentially be going into the playoffs. Not cool. 
This knucklehead's calling because he doesn't believe that Peter Forsberg can be a good captain. <laughs> a good captain? What does it even mean? What does it, Dave, what does a captain do uh, for the for a hockey team? Well, he would do the same thing he would do on a baseball team. If you had a captain, your your outfielder that's getting paid thirteen million dollars wouldn't be going out partying all the time. You'd okay. keep that. You you get these so, guys to play the right way. Okay, so that's what a captain does. Yes. So a captain when you're polices at, the off the field activity. Basically, yes. When you're at a, a out somewhere at a party and your two outfielders get in a fight, the one gets arrested and the other one has to get carted out, so no one knows that he's there. Right. That's what your captain's for. Your captain says, guys, we're out in the public eye. We got to be professional here. The captain's the one that keeps the bond. If me and E Money don't like each other, you got to keep us going together. You'd be the captain of our podcast. Why would any fan be ups- upset about Peter Forsberg not having the moxie to be a captain? Yeah, what's wrong with that? I mean, he's got the, he has the the. the it's not just yeah. It's not the scoring. Like, hey, wow, he scored some points. He's been around the league. Why right. is it a topic of conversation? It has nothing to do with you. Have I mean, it really it, means nothing. It people, means nothing. Right, people don't vote on it. It's not like, hey, who are you going to vote to be well, the I captain? Well, I understand that we have no control over whatever the right. these guys do. And, and, and you know what? I don't care what they do off the ice. That's where I want to see them play. Right, but you want to see them perform on the ice. Right. You're, so why, is it, why would this person, this moron, care about mm. whether or not Forsberg, who hasn't been given the opportunity yet, who obviously hasn't failed at it yet. Right. You want to know why? Because it was in every paper. Who's going to be the next captain? But, dude, who cares right now when you have the this huge football game coming up and the Phillies potentially being a wild card team? Peter Forsberg, number 21, named Flyers team captain. So, yeah, if that moron's listening, it's Peter Forsberg. Yeah. Whether he likes it or not. Uh, you know what? Like, like he could, like, I don't get it, man. I don't, it, it's an internal thing. Uh. It's like literally naming who's the next PR director of the team. Well, who's going to um, choose who the heads or tails for the Eagles game, Giants game? <laughs> Because I really oh, yeah. think it should be Jeremiah Trotter. I, I you know, it should be Brian Dawkins because he had a great game. And you know what? McNabb should be coming up well, there holding hands. No, I think they should all hold hands on the way out. <laughs> no, no, no holding hands. And if Shockey's not team captain for the Giants, I'd be so surprised. <laughs> all right, that's it. Good, Good night, night, everybody. See ya.